All right, you are listening to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. I'm Alana. <laughs> and I'm Chelsea. We are the Castle Girls. No. Yeah. <laughs> Pat listens to one uh, that talk about Dungeons and Dragons and they say, and we are the Dungeon Dudes. And like they say it in unison when they start their little intro That's every good. time. I'm like, hey, I sometimes wish I had something like that. At least it would give me something to do. Like I do the intro the same. And then I'm like, I don't know how to start this. How do we do this again? (laughs) Every single time. What are we going to (laughs) do? But that's why I invented segments like things I learned on the internet, which I, my phone buzzed, which I. (laughs) Playing with toys in the background. Toys that don't have a battery that I can turn off. Oh, I can't hear him. No. Not at the moment. (laughs) Ambient background noise. (laughs) Oh my God. Always. There's never a dull moment (laughs) with the furry mascots we have. No. (laughs) They're like, we want to find Bigfoot. Our animals, we want to lose them for a minute. They're forever underfoot. So yeah, um, that's funny. One of the fun things I learned on the internet this week, just a couple days ago, was that there happens to be a, a bagpipe band, and they're named the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Oh my, that's great! It kind of combines it. two of my favorite things because oh, I just saw Cora leap onto his perch. It was. Oh, very high well executed jump (laughs) there's a 20 or 30 pound weight like on the bottom platform um so that he doesn't knock it over because he does holy Um, shit so I had to put like a weight to counterbalance him leaping like that at it (laughs) yeah it's like five feet off the ground (laughs) than the top yeah it's pretty tall it's got to be about five feet tall oh my god yeah, that was despair. Sorry, it just, just it stopped me. I could sense. see it like from the reflection on my laptop screen. <laughs> I could see him jump. I know it's still quite um, bright out. We started this earlier yeah. than we usually do. <laughs> yeah, we're in afternoon, Saturday afternoon um, girls today. It's literally five o'clock somewhere. It's five oh seven. So it's yeah. <laughs> It's a Saturday. All right. Saturdays for the girls. You know, they say. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sunday, fun day. Uh, hopefully, it's been a long week. Um, yeah. I got uh, my new car. I was just telling Kelsey briefly off air, yeah. but it's been a long and horrible process. No, it's been long. So I just haven't been talking about it because it's been more stressful than anything. Oh. But yeah, I got a, it's like my first kind of new newish car it's 2015 where my old one was 2007 so it's newer <laughs> yeah, that's awesome oh yeah more bells more whistles um so far so good yeah. and um immediately my mom was asking my mom who gave me my first car who she had named sylvia for her silverness and because we're we have a tendency to name cars um <laughs> Then she said, what are we going to call this one? And I said, I don't know, but I was thinking she must be Italian. She's a Sorrento. And then she said, Sophia Sorrento? (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, I like oh, it. That's pretty good. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm in possession and it's going good. It's going good. But uh, that's awesome. Different things to get used to. Um, oh, excuse me. I had been driving Pat's car after I had to give my other one up and his has like the push start, push button start. And also um, the key fob that like when you walk up to the driver's door and basically like get near enough to put your like hand on the handle, it just opens for you. And so now I'm like, I have a nice key fob and they both work, which wasn't true of my old car, but I'm like, I literally have to dig in my purse. And I'm like, oh shit, I have to dig in my purse. I'm not used to this just like mine, mine has the key fob but it has yeah. like the button the little black button on the side so I can push that and then it well, unlocks my car true but also then my little purse broke so I also have this like other random purse I had mm -hmm. hanging around so then I keep being like oh I have to dig around in this big purse <laughs> I don't know I just want it's to not that big everything's a I know it's big for me I like little purses because I don't for like you but it's still like a small purse. this might come from I actually do can confirm mm -hmm. as we said have a little bit of the ADHD so maybe that's why I like to have everything in its place so that I know where it is at like really easy yeah. easy grasp it really does <laughs> make me feel like less stressed out and disorganized I don't know but anyway it's been really good it's a good little car and it's got all these little cup holders and nooks and crannies and I'm like oh nice yeah. like, but then today it's I had to go get gas a good little car it's an SUV it's an SUV Just, yes uh, yeah. that's true it might even be a little higher than Pat's Edge Ford Edge that I was driving I kind of like oh, are high my yeah. Sorento is higher than <laughs> my car Sorry. um is currently Ooh, like I didn't yeah. know you'd had one I should have asked you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I only had it briefly, maybe like a couple months into, like when I would have started working and, okay. like meet you and stuff at work. Because I, I seem to remember when you got your your Tucson, your blue Tucson. Yeah. It's very blue and it, memorable. <laughs> I got it in August of two thousand sixteen. Okay. Um, but the Kia I got. Probably in like 2014 or 2013. Because I okay. really, I only had my first car for like three years. And then I had my other one for three or four years. And then it nice. kind of crapped out. My dad nice. <laughs> my dad, because he had gotten it from a guy he worked with. Um, he had done like a full inspection on it and said there was nothing wrong with it. And within like six months, we had replaced the brake lines, the battery. Um, and then on top of that, they found like $8,000 worth of like mechanical problems. So my dad ended up just was like, you know what, like, I'll pay for the repairs because this guy clearly like screwed us over basically. Um, yeah. And then it was like a year after that, it started having problems again. My dad's like, no, like if you're lucky yeah. not getting a new vehicle, just get that. And then I'll, because I put in like paid for all repairs, I'll just take the Kia and figure it out. Nice. Figured out, bud. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Letter Kenny or no. <laughs> he, he drove it around for work for a bit. So it worked out. Yeah. 
I That's liked it. Good. It was nice. I think I'm going to like this one. It just at first was a big culture shock. It was a big car shock difference from the 2007 with nothing power, like, you know, roll down like manual windows and yeah it was just all like ah, what is all this stuff I'm not used to it and then yeah. you can push the car into a certain gear that's not drive and but that's like more ma- if you wanted to go kind of semi-manual I'm like no I never want that <laughs> I don't need extra gears that, yeah keep it Always away. automatic yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but anyway red hot chili pipers did I say <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, that was just funny because yeah. it was two of my favorite things. And then we got on a car tangent. Okay. I'm all caught up. Oh, your new car. <laughs> Cheers. Yes. It's been a while. Okay. I had to drive my crappy one for a while because I was end of February. It was just after we got back from our trip that I got hit. That's right. Just yep. a couple, what, the next day? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that has been a long time. It's been like two months. Well, because then other shit kept going wrong. Like our tax guy forgot to put our taxes in the day we filed them. He literally put like a paper over them and forgot about them. So then it was like an extra week, week and a half. And we wanted those to like, you know, help me finalize the, I put money down on this car and whatever. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm better now right if we had a segment where it's like you know bitch of the week or that's what I celebrate this week it's like I celebrate and have a car <laughs> yay yeah. but what's new yeah. with you <laughs> I'm telling you my washer like oh. stopped working um yes. after we've basically repaired it for the same problem four times so I think I'm getting a new washer tomorrow which means a new used washer <laughs> which I don't care as long as this one, I don't know, I push off a cliff. Giving <laughs> me grief. Uh, yeah, your parents kind of saddled you with that one, hey? You know, they I took mean, the one that was like, I don't way. know, 12 years older and stuff that isn't as fancy and they took it to their tenants because um, they didn't want to leave the tenants with like this set that they had bought that had like recalls on it and everything and she's like don't fill it more than half full because it has these problems and the washer has uh, people reported the drum coming loose and it literally like flying into another floor like story of a house and I'm like oh my god yeah they're like we can't leave this with the tenants and we don't really trust them to not break it and it was expensive so we're gonna take your stuff that's super old and works amazing and probably won't ever die and give it to them and here's stuff that semi works but yeah oh and they wouldn't take it in their house no offense their house like had um newer stuff in it yeah um but their laundry room was basically like almost built around it and and is on like the second floor Mm. um yeah yeah it's like they also didn't want it so. no it happens to all of us that shit is designed to break yeah. and then you're like you have to go and get new shit and if you live in your own house you know then that's all yeah it's always your but you're like fuck <laughs> I wasn't ready for that uh, and that's why uh, I told Alana I want the I want I'm gonna walk in tomorrow when we go shopping because we always go to that um the dented store where like 
stuff is like it'll be like oh. a fridge and we'll have a dent in the back because it was the floor model at Home <laughs> Depot and like somebody okay. dents the back of the fridge and they can't sell it so they sell it to this place and then they sell it as like slightly damaged well it's like or nice. it'll be the side of the fridge that you don't even see like I don't care yeah um, I wouldn't care about but it'll be so much cheaper and they give you like a three or five year warranty on all this stuff they're great um okay like it's where I have I got my stove from and um yeah so we're probably gonna go there and I'll just walk in and be like okay show me your stupid appliances I don't want anything that's smart I want oh yeah <laughs> I want I push a button and I turn like a dial and then I push start <laughs> and it starts I don't want it trying to like fucking wait a manual dial insert. like it's a knob yeah that sticks out I want a knob <laughs> and then I have to I pull it out I turn it and I have to push it back in <laughs> that's what I want Meanwhile, okay. in my car, like, ooh, power windows. Ooh, <laughs> finally. See, cars have had good luck with everything else in my house is old. <laughs> and like, my fridge is probably mm, 20 plus years old. I've had it for eight oh, years. Yeah. My brother had it for three years, and my aunt had it for years before that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, any day now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny thou shalt not have appliances that last that's what the industry says and then they I make mean, break planned obsolescence what? bring down the man instead of having like <laughs> instead of having like metal parts they'll be like oh we'll use plastic and then when it breaks we'll <sighs> charge a thousand dollars to repair it or fifteen hundred to buy a new one what are you gonna do gotta keep those handy you're probably gonna buy business. a new one handyman handy yeah. people <laughs> handy manny oh, yeah. <laughs> handy manny oh. handy manny was so funny rain did watch it a little bit and then i'd laugh because i was like that's fez from that 70s show he plays handy manny <laughs> oh my god yeah. it's true come on tools <laughs> can we fix it yes we can <laughs> oh my god oh boy so this one comes out on um may 6th and yay may hopefully it'll be nice here and we won't be talking about snow or anything <laughs> once we radio the other day they said in the 10-day forecast we have a day that's like plus 26 unless they update yeah. it so nice. it sounds like we're jumping right into the middle of summer that's really good in Celsius, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for American friends. But um, I wanted to say it comes out on uh, May 6th. Obviously, it's two days after May the 4th, which for most people is just May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, which is very exciting. I'm a big fan of that. But before that, it's always been first and foremost, foremost. <laughs> Oh my god. This is going swimmingly. Um, it's <laughs> it's also my sister Ressa's birthday. So uh I wanted to give a shout Happy out. Happy belated birthday. Yes, it is. Yes, I guess it is a little bit belated, but at the time we're saying it, birthday. it's early. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Yes, happy Be birthday. Belated birthday. <laughs> 
She's always been a big supporter. Um, she was originally supposed to go with us to Vegas, but you know, COVID yeah. and then we rebooking uh, shat on that. But um, yeah, she's uh, always been a big fan of true crime and probably even more so uh, than me in the family when we were younger. So this one definitely in a way is, is dedicated to her, I guess, if that's the right word. I don't know. That always makes me feel a little icky. Like it sounds like in memoriam or something. <laughs> Not really. It's dedicated to. That's yeah. That's why yeah. I picked serial killers. Serial killer theme. Yeah, one. Um, one. Is, yeah, this is the first yeah. like regular episode we've done in this format. Um, because mm-hmm. it's the format we used for our Ed Kemper episode on Patreon, where we each kind of like split a serial killer's like life so like from birth to like a certain point and then like a second half and then we each kind of cover one of those halves um kind of more like a deep yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's wrestling that's a wrestling term (laughs) your face was like ew yeah not the first thing (laughs) it's been too long since i watched wrestling no, you go first and then you tag and then I go, okay, I come in and you go out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's cool. Some people yeah. do that format and then I find it's an interesting way to look at it because then both people have a perspective on on it because they both kind of at least yeah. have an idea about the, the person or the case. And so it's nice. You could both kind of yeah. weigh in without being totally just like the audience member. That's true. Yeah. And it's nice <laughs> to do like a deep dive because sometimes it's really hard to cover certain cases that just have so much information. Um, mm-hmm. As much as you guys probably loved last week's episode of the episode that came out yesterday that was like three hours long. Um, yeah. We probably don't want to release three hour long episodes every week. So. no and I was gonna say that's how um Sinisterhood they do one where they both do the same uh subject each episode like they write kind of the notes almost together oh, okay and even then sometimes they have to do three-parters because there's just so much wow. on one case <laughs> I know it's yeah crazy. it can be hard yeah. for sure um, I mean but yeah yeah especially when they have more than 10 kills like this person who we are going to be talking about <laughs> yeah which I mean uh clearly by the episode title you guys already know who it who it is um so we won't be like but we can ask if you guessed right because last week um yeah. we asked you to guess who you thought we were going to cover and we gave you a hint told you it wasn't Ed Kemper um so That's we're true. wondering if you were right there's a lot of them to choose from that wasn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that much to go on but <laughs> Maybe Russ, I guessed it. It is uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow. Yep. That dude. That disaster of a dude. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm his victims, because I we have a I, I, I'm gonna have you know as much as I can on them too, which wasn't as much as I would have liked, but yeah. I found some which was good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, yeah it's yeah. hard I was gonna say after you kind of mentioned that to me I was thinking about like some of the cases I've researched or like heard about and I feel like for like the big serial killer ones that have like more than two or three kills 
you never actually I mean they all really have more than three kills much. but yeah it's in the nature no, I mean like yeah separate like instances uh, yes more than like this person just like yeah killed like seven people in like span of 10 minutes like in whatever but like mm-hmm. um more like separate incidents but it's normally like I guess it's probably pretty common that you don't hear as much about the victims when mm-hmm. you get into the higher numbers than if somebody just like kills one person because yeah. then you end up having like a lot of information about the one person and then the one person they killed where when it's like this yeah even with like when we did add Kemper there wasn't a lot about any of the victims really um, I know you yeah. almost have to go looking for that information and I think I'm gonna hopefully try and do it more this way from now on but it can be so hard because that's what the that's what gets reported is the the manner in which they kill people and that's and that's about it and so then you end up just talking about the killer and the killer and the killer and you're like ugh, (laughs) I kind of yeah don't want to because I I didn't even think until you like mentioned it for years and I was like wow I didn't even think to like just try and research this individual separately it's that too, made it's me hard. Yeah. I have to say I've been influenced by what I listened to. Um, because my main the first one I binged, the first podcast I binged was in That's Why We Drink. And I would say Christine mm-hmm. Schieffer, she does the true crime. She's really good at like finding a lot about the victims. But like, yeah, having tried to do it myself a few times when we have time to dig into it. Yeah, it's really hard. And like sometimes on like page 12 of Google being like, (laughs) oh, and then you click into something and you're like, that's not the right person. Or you click into something and it's like a doctor that has the same name or a lawyer. I always find a lawyer that has the same name as somebody I'm trying to look up. And like, how do you get in the Google algorithm? (laughs) Because I'm like, blank, blank, murdered. And then it would be like, here's a lawyer with the same name. And I'll like, yes. well, were they murdered? Like, thank you, Google. And if they're older, oh. opposite. There's nothing on the internet mm-hmm. or not as much. And this is pre-internet. So <laughs> even though it's just from mostly the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, for at least my half, um, I'm going to be calling him Jeffrey, um, just because with, like, the family, like, mom and dad, it was a little confusing to just keep saying Dahmer, um, so I didn't want anybody to ever be confused about who I was talking about, because the parents are in it quite a bit, so I'll be going everybody's first names, Mm -hmm. so, uh, Jeffrey, Lionel Dahmer, was born on May 21st, 1960. Um, oh, he's a May so baby. Yeah, and we're doing this mm. in May. But not um, a Taurus, I don't think, which my sister is. Because hers is the I, fourth. What? Oh, not I that it matters. I know some people talk um, about their thing and then they're like, oh, all Scorpios are murderers. Or they'll be like, watch out for those. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. Too much. Oh, yeah. Don't don't alienate your Scorpio listeners. <laughs> my yeah. brother's a Scorpio. They're good people. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Scorpios. <laughs> what? Sorry. Do support this podcast. Yeah. 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so for his crimes committed during his life, um, he did earn the nicknames the Milwaukee Cannibal. Can- uh. Did I say cannonball? It kind of sounded like cannonball. Cannibal. And- I heard cannibal, but okay. It's <laughs> in my head. I said cannonball. <laughs> Oh no. The Milwaukee <laughs> Cannonball. Uh, Either way, well. it's a little eh. I don't know if I love it. Yeah. It's just no. Um he also got the nickname the Milwaukee Monster. Um so mm-hmm. that I think is a little better. That has Although some alliteration. I, I actually like that better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he obviously was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and okay. was the first of two sons to parents Joyce Annette and Lionel Herbert Dahmer. Um, so he has his dad's like first name as his middle name, Lionel. Okay. So does my uh, dad have Joyce. his my grandpa's name? Yeah. His name. Yeah. Also, Joyce is was my grandmother's name on my mom's side. It's a nice name. I like the name Joyce. Yeah. And it's the Stranger Things mom. Her name's Joyce. (laughs) Shout out to Joyce's, which there are always many of anymore. But yeah, poor this Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Joyce was something called a teletype machine instructor. Uh, When I looked it up, it said that that was used to communicate in the aviation industry. And that variations, I guess, are used um, to allow deaf people to type communications over ordinary telephone lines. So it was something like communication thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty cool. She was an instructor for it. So. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And Lionel was a Marquette University chemistry teacher. And he later became a research chemist, which we'll get to a bit more. Oh, that explains um, a lot, actually, because I didn't look up yeah. any of his younger life and couldn't remember anything yeah. and that I, my sister may I have avoided, told me. <laughs> after my timeline cut off, I avoided like anything. I'd be like reading a thing and then it'd have even like a sentence and I'd be like, nope. Um, <laughs> we did a good job really of cutting it. Yeah, I think we did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so some sources say that Jeff, Jeffrey, I really are trying to say his name, Jeffrey, was Jeffrey. deprived. Um, I think it's because, did you ever watch um, Jeff Dunham, the comedian oh, that um, had like the puppets on American oh, yeah. Talent or whatever? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I always think of Jeff with a Dunham. Um, Oh, that's what it's um peanut i think like the purple monkey looking guy used to go jeff a fall on her um oh my so every god, time i type nice. jeffrey all i could think of was was jeff a oh my so, god no <laughs> yeah i had a hard time with that. <laughs> um it's hard so, enough to type some names no matter how many times you type them um, I was constantly misspelling Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I know how to spell it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
some sources say that Jeffrey was deprived of attention as an infant, but on the other hand, some mm -hmm. sources also say that his parents like really doted on him. Okay. So, yeah, there is a consensus. Yeah. Uh, people describe Joyce as being quite tense and that she was greedy for attention and pity and that she was pretty argumentative towards Lionel, her husband, as well as neighbors. Oh. She wasn't, I guess, the nicest to be around. So I'd probably lean towards he was probably more deprived of attention based on what I found out about her than saying his parents like really doted on him. Maybe Lionel right. did um, when he was a bit older, but I don't think they ever really paid him much attention. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's a very specific way to describe someone. I could see, I was going to say, I've probably been called argumentative on, on its own, you know, or at least person who yeah. likes to a good debate or contrary but then it's like all it's like you know argumentative with neighbors and like and your family and yeah it sounds kind of con confrontative <laughs> I mean she does have some problems with like mental health she has some problems with drug and alcohol abuse so okay. I yeah I'd say there's some stuff going on in the family not going on there okay yep yeah so during the first grade uh Lionel was away from home most of the time because he was completing his studies and when he was home it was said that he was trying to focus on Joyce who at the time or I guess not at the time but she is described as a hypochondriac and she also suffered quite severely from depression and ended up spending a lot of her time in bed and like asleep um, oh, or wow. just laying in bed. Bedridden. Yeah. Like, but by yeah, kind of. Yeah, so she's doing that. Okay, from mental then, stuff well, too. Yeah, and then Lyle, oh. Lionel's not home a lot. He's away like days at a time. Yeah, um, that's not a great combination. No, and this is during the first grade. So he's pretty young. At one time, she, uh, Joyce had attempted suicide by taking a medication called, I think it's pronounced Equinil. I looked it up. It's a medication for nervousness and anxiety. Um, so she tried to overdose on this. And Oh, my God. This, yeah. Um, I think she was probably prescribed this medication, like, by a doctor because it's brought up a couple times. She continues to, like, abuse it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, this, I, mean, uh, I guess, suicide attempt or situation kind of caused Jeffrey to feel, um, later he said it made him feel, quote, unsure of the solidarity of the family and that he experienced mm. tension and that there was many arguments between his parents. Sure. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, that probably a lot of people could say there have been a lot of arguments with their yeah. parents unfortunately but yeah that's it's painting a picture of the family dynamic that's for sure yeah it's not a great family dynamic anybody yeah. involved not super uh, healthy just, <laughs> no uh jeffrey when he was really young was described as energetic and happy but later became more subdued Shortly mm. after his just his fourth birthday, he underwent surgery for a double hernia. I didn't run across. It was mentioned a bunch of times. I don't know how at four, 
you end up with a double hernia um or how i didn't know happen. you could get a double hernia not that's the that's thing to worry about speaking of hypochondria <laughs> yeah. that's terrifying thanks i hate it oh my god yeah i don't know Weird. maybe you have like is that that's the one like where your intestine wall like up isn't it looks like i believe something kind of yeah. yeah ruptures or pokes through where it's not supposed to and then you're like clutching your side in extreme agony and you can't yeah you yeah. can't move it joey got one oh oh yeah oh, okay and um oh, and ron swanson in parks and rec oh, okay yes oh he's yeah. fucking hilarious because he does not I like to admit it. that he's not well <laughs> and she doesn't she wheel him don't talk to me out on yeah. a chair a rolly chair <laughs> oh <Yeah>. so good <laughs> Ron because I can <laughs> yeah he just wouldn't turn um, his neck <laughs> yeah he's just hurting in the chair <laughs> it was great um, what was his plan what was he gonna do if he wasn't gonna get help <laughs> I don't know. He, it looked like he was planning to just sit there all over the night until April comes and turns the light on. It's like, are you still here? He's like, yeah. <laughs> just slowly dying. Just waits till everyone's gone and then he can call an ambulance because he wouldn't want, you know, his staff to see him. <laughs> yeah. Him. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I think it was probably because of this um Jeffrey ends up becoming more quiet and timid and teachers later even commented that they had noticed signs of abandonment like the starting signs of abandonment oh yeah which comes up I mean he basically when he gets older he does get abandoned which is like pretty shitty um and he's in yeah did you say he has siblings I forgot yeah, we'll get to it. Um, he ends up okay. having a younger brother. So oh. uh, Joyce's symptoms of depression ended up increasing as she became pregnant with another child. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. And while this was happening, Jeffrey was like finally able to make a few friends at school. And in October of 1966, the family moved to... Doylestown, Ohio. It was about seven hours away. So like full news kind of fresh start, I guess. And in mm. December, just a couple months later, Joyce gave birth to a baby boy. And the couple ended up letting Jeffrey like choose his name. And Aww. so yeah, which is pretty cute, I guess. Like for a couple to be like, yeah, you could name your brother. That's kind of yeah. fun with some vetoes I mean, yeah absolutely <laughs> you're gonna have vetoes um it's anything like the internet naming something it'll be like baby mcbaby face like Bodie the boat face they seem to do that with everything now um, yeah what's his name stink face <laughs> uh so he ended up uh jeffrey ended up choosing the name david Oh, um, which is a good name, nice. like classic yeah. name. 
soon after this, Lionel, the dad, finished his degree. Um, so his studies were complete. And this is when he started working as an analytical chemist uh, based mm. out of Akron, Ohio. So he's like, uh, I don't know what the distance was, but he's in another city doing this. Right. Um, so I think he might be like commuting. Um, I didn't look up the distance. I don't know. Yeah, could be, could be an hour or yeah. two. Maybe he's, or maybe it's just outside of the city. Yeah, hard to say. My mom once traveled oh. an hour and a half every day to St. John, New wow. Brunswick from Fredericton to go to work at like, it was a really good job. Because sometimes you get good jobs at like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> university jobs. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, you, some, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So Lionel recalls that Jeffrey um, started becoming fascinated by dead animals. Oh, um, so really <laughs> up. Uh, an extent what like little kid isn't uh, I don't know like wanting to light ants on fire or something yeah or, like, boys do weird maybe. things yeah <laughs> spiders um, yeah put spiders in a can yeah <laughs> I've heard some uh, <laughs> yeah. at age four uh Jeffrey watched his father actually remove animal bones animal bones that were under their house so I think he was probably just like cleaning up like kind of like a call space type thing so he was taking these like animal bones mm -hmm. out so he had probably just crawled under the house and died like natural causes or got stuck yeah. I guess uh he says that Jeffrey was quote oddly thrilled by the sound the bones made which is kind of like weird I've never heard somebody be <laughs> like interested in the sound that <laughs> made for in my life <laughs> it reminds um, me a little bit of um wine and crimes lucy she well you know how some people will have like an animal skull you know nicely cleaned like say on display on I a desk a i have a horse's okay yes you do have one yeah I was, i've seen people have these you know what i'm talking about you've got one <laughs> But like, um, like Lucy ended up with a, a jar that had some like goat bones in it. So it's like pieces. And then <laughs> whenever they were doing a case um, and she didn't have any psych to go with the background, she would shake the goat bones <laughs> in the jar. <laughs> Except just recently she said she's probably gonna have to stop because she shook them so many times because they've had so many episodes that now they're kind of turning yeah. into dust. <laughs> Oh that's God. funny yeah. I mean that just me when you think when you said like the sound of bones I was like oh my yeah. gosh but they can rattle <laughs> I mean oh obviously I don't know it's so weird um yeah like was he like hitting like, them together or ugh. I have no idea his dad Lionel says that he would go around and he called them fiddlesticks which is a pretty cute name but still um <laughs> at four <laughs> He's like fiddlesticks. Woo. Um, like this, he's playing a xylophone made of like a rib cage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gross. <laughs> so Lionel says multiple times after this, Jeffrey would like crawl under the house himself and look around the house for other bones. 
mm-hmm. and ended up feeling the bodies of living animals to try and figure out, I guess, like their skeletons and where their bones were located. They're like, well, Jeffrey wants to be a doctor. <laughs> we'll get to that. Something happens and his dad's like, oh, really cool. Let me teach you a whole bunch of stuff. Oh no. Yeah, we'll change your life forever. Dun dun dun. Oh god. I feel bad for the dad. I mean hindsight's 2020, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's so hard. (laughs) I'm a parent and I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I think that you can hopefully tell a difference between like a dark sense of humor and something that's really terribly wrong. (laughs) Hopefully. In 1968, the family ended up moving again, this time to Bath Township in Summit County, Ohio. By this time, the family had moved uh, a total of three times in the last two years. They moved around quite a bit. Their Mm. new home was located on land that contained one and a half acres of woodland and also had a small hut that was a short walk from the house. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> you know, just a, just a cute, ugh, secluded little hut. <laughs> yeah, where he's going to well. do fun things like collect large insects, uh, such oh. as dragonflies and moths. Uh, he also, yeah, <laughs> but he also started collecting the skeletons of small animals, such as chipmunks and squirrels. And some Uh-oh. of the remains, yeah, um, some of the remains were even preserved in jars at this time with formaldehyde, and he started storing them in the hut. Um, really? So this was before he's 10, doing some weird shit in a hut. He, yeah. Like, Where's he getting formaldehyde? <laughs> the school? I actually don't know. Because um, wow. it's it said that before this like family dinner I'll talk about right now like takes place it said that like kind of a turning point at dinner one day in 1970 a 10 year old Jeffrey asked his dad Lionel what would happen if chicken bones were put in bleach and Lionel (laughs) believed that Jeffrey was asking because of he described a scientific curiosity so he decided to show him how to safely bleach and preserve animal bones. Um, and the thing I read, Lionel was kind of like, yeah, I thought he wanted to like, or was like asking about it because that's the kind of stuff, like science, he was kind of like his dad's work. And he was kind of excited that Jeffrey like wanted to talk about science with him. Sure, 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 sure. Gonna be doing weird shit, even weirder shit in the hut. Uh, I know. It's like, but did he just like bring it up out of nowhere? I wonder if he talked about that stuff at the table. (laughs) Oh, seems a little odd. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey began using this method that his dad showed him to help preserve his bone collection. He also began collecting more animals and even started picking up roadkill that he saw. He would 
dissect and bury the remains beside the hut. And he occasionally made, um, yeah, he would, after burying them, occasionally place like a makeshift cross, uh, which he would put the animal skull on top of as a sort of marker. And okay. one friend of Jeffrey's said that he told, Jeffrey told him that he was curious how animals, quote, fitted together, which is like the worst grammar ever. Oh my god. Like the knee bones connected to the joint bone? (laughs) (laughs) How they fitted together. That's painful. Uh, (laughs) During this time, uh, Joyce, I guess, is even more like not present. She begins Mm. taking more of the Equinil like medication. She's taking it more and more daily, along with taking laxatives and sleeping pills. Oh, wow. Yeah, as a result, she's becoming increasingly distant with Lionel and Jeffrey and like probably at this point toddler like David. Right. Yeah. In 1975, Jeffrey actually decapitated the carcass of a dog. I don't know if this was like a roadkill situation. Nothing really said, or if he. Whoa. But they did say carcass of a dog, so I feel like he maybe didn't kill the dog. He just cut its head off. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that's very it, different. <laughs> yeah. Like just beheaded uh, a living dog. Yeah. Yeah, but, still. but it gets worse. Uh, <laughs> he ended up nailing the body of the dog to a tree, and he impaled its skull on a stick in the woods behind his house. And as a quote prank, he invited a friend over uh, to look at the display and claimed that he found like the body of the dog nailed to a tree, and then the head impaled on a stick. That he just like was walking oh. through his backyard and found it like this. Okay. Um, so he didn't tell his friend he did this. And this was his idea of a prank. Some prank. He knows uh, it's not right. You're not telling yeah. your friend. You're like, no, I wouldn't do something that fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm just Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a bit of a dump, I think, during high school. Uh, Jeffrey was viewed as such a social outcast. By starting at age 14, he had started drinking like hard liquor during the day. Um, like basically oh. constantly. He was smuggling it to school so that he could drink during class. He was like concealing <laughs> it in his coat. And one friend during class asked him about it and he said that he was drinking his medicine. Oh no. Yeah. That's not great. But his mom's self medicating, so obviously he's learning it from somewhere. That's true. Uh, So, even with all this going on, Jeffrey, I guess, was seen by his teachers and the school staff to be polite. They described him as highly intelligent, but having average grades. Um, so he was still doing fairly good in school for the fact that he was basically drunk all the time. Wow. 
surprising. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He enjoyed tennis and actually briefly played in the school band. I didn't run across an instrument. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was I mean, the xylophone. Maybe he made a xylophone. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> wanted something to make good noises like the bones Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um so during puberty jeffrey ended up finding out or figuring out i guess it should say that he was gay uh during this time uh-huh. he didn't tell his parents and he had a pretty brief relationship with another teenage boy i think he was like a year younger or older than him uh Jeffrey in like says that they never like had sex or anything like that and they only went out like very brief like a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and it was around this time that Jeffrey began having fantasies about dominating and controlling what he described as a completely submissive male partner and his yeah Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're like starting out with that, like fucking teenager. No, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be just discovering the uh, the. Oh yeah, you're just supposed to be discovering your sexuality in the form of crushes and things. Yeah, you shouldn't be like going that hardcore. Right off the, the bat, the wanting to completely like almost own somebody is a little concerning yeah yeah (laughs) there's absolutely like nothing wrong with that but there's consenting ways you can go about that in life and not the way jeffrey chooses to do this yeah he doesn't want them to have any autonomy at all he doesn't want them to have any way to consent or ability yeah yeah so (laughs) during this time his fantasies when he's like masturbating I guess usually focus on like a guy's chest and torsos so I mean maybe he likes ripped dudes no 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 he's got a thing for chest that comes up multiple rips the head off the Ken doll it's like when you lose your like Barbie's heads or swap them around I just want the the torso I don't need the head like what okay then you guys <laughs> um so for some reason i'm not exactly sure how i think it's because he was like so focused on like people's stress and torsos yeah uh over time his like fantasies ended up becoming entwined with like dissection for some reason oh, so i guess okay. like just torsos a um, fetish is forming <laughs> yeah yeah. And when Jeffrey was 16, he was at this time fantasizing uh, specifically about a male jogger that I guess would like, I don't know where he saw him, like if it was near his house or what, but he saw yeah. this guy like all the time and he thought he was attractive. And Jeffrey decided that he was going to render him unconscious, like knock him out, and that he was going to have sex with this guy's unconscious body not even gonna try so, and ask him for a date yeah like that's the thing i don't know fucking ask people be like lie still let me touch your chest 
fuck also there's the whole thing of like people always are like oh well it's obviously not their first kill if they go from zero to 60 but he's like literally going from like zero to 60 (laughs) he's yeah he basically does like he goes hard it's like sex no how about rape (laughs) how about rape and how about unconscious rape (laughs) yeah and murder and yeah some weirder shit i don't know um so (laughs) jeffrey says um, himself that he got a baseball bat and he actually hid in the bushes and waited for this jogger to go past uh he, it says that he waited for hours for this guy okay uh however this guy's really lucky i don't know if he knows this um or ever really figured it out but that day this guy didn't go, jog past and so Jeffrey wasn't able to attack him. Um, but Jeffrey says that this was the first time that he made like an actual physical attempt to like attack somebody in any way. Um, mm. like planned to and like carried out. And the only thing that stopped him was this guy yeah. not running past. Um and so he just got bored and went home. <laughs> yeah, but he lied there for hours in the bushes with a baseball. Yeah. All because this dude, from what I understood, ran shirtless. He has a thing about like anytime some guy's shirtless. <laughs> Which seems to be a trigger. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, um, that's the highlight of my drive sometimes when it's summer. You see guys yeah. running shirtless. I drive up this part where there's a steep hill downtown. Well, sort of north, whatever. <laughs> what was that by the River Valley? yeah 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 and then people be running like guys be running by and i'm like we're like oh yeah (laughs) look at that (laughs) so uh this is still in high school and um jeffrey Mm -hmm. was still being seen as a loner now he's being described as an eyed an eyeball an oddball (laughs) an eyeball i don't even know what that means uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how. At the same time, I don't know. They probably just thought he was weird. But somehow he came, like, convinced people he had a sense of humor, and people right. started thinking him actually of like as a class clown. Um, <laughs> he's just so weird. They're like, well, I guess he's weird and funny. That's his thing. Yeah. Now you're the funny <laughs> kid, but. His idea of like pranks are just, I don't know, they're not great. Maybe it's just Mm. like the time we live in now where like this just wouldn't be funny at all for somebody to do. But he staged pranks, which later became known as, quote, doing a Dahmer. Oh, no. I bet they really regretted that one. They They definitely don't. Doing a Dahmer brag about doing dollars anymore yeah (laughs) i don't think they should have anyway because basically his pranks included faking epileptic seizures and faking that he had cerebral palsy during school and in like local stores so i don't understand how those are pranks but that's a pretty shitty thing to do I didn't right. find a list of any other examples of his supposed pranks. 
Um, and yeah, is that his mother's influence because she was such a hypochondriac that he's got almost like this, you know, not mm-hmm. quite Munchausen syndrome by proxy, but like he's like, is this what normal people do? They think they they make up, they have these crazy diseases or things they don't see. Yeah, because yeah, then he's getting attention for it by his classmates who suddenly went from thinking of him as a loner and probably ignoring him to he's acting out this way yeah and they're giving him attention or it's just hmm. something you see your parents do that you think well if they're doing it must be somewhat normal but yeah. it might not he be. did say his mom was like depressed and like wouldn't want to be around them but then wanted like yeah. pity and stuff about like was always looking for pity and like attention from the husband being like and right. stuff that's interesting I didn't really think of it that way hmm complicated yeah. the human mind holy shit <laughs> trauma <Yeah>. is runs deep <laughs> in 1977 while still in high school this is I guess when his brain started to decline uh oh, his parents okay. ended up hiring a private tutor this didn't really help at all and Around this time, Lionel and Joyce began attending marriage counseling. Uh, however, in the end, they did decide on an amicable divorce. And after it was discovered that Joyce had had a brief affair, um, lasting basically only a month in September of 1977. Oh. So they're now having a divorce. Okay. Um, or getting a divorce. As a result of this, Lionel moved out in early 1978 and temporarily was living in a motel, I think fairly close. Hmm. In May of 1978, Jeffrey graduated from high school, even after it said that a teacher saw him drinking close to the school parking lot um, and confronted him about it. I guess he's pretty close to like the school grounds. He said that right. he was drinking because of the problems, like the divorce and everything that was going on at home. And he did tell the teacher that the oh. guidance counselor at school was aware of these problems. Um, okay. I guess the teacher like didn't really do much about it because it's not really talked about. Um, so he ends hmm. up graduating. In the spring, Joyce and David moved out of the house to live with relatives in uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Jeffrey, who is now 18, is left alone living in the family house. Oh, they just left the house. They didn't sell it. Yeah, they just let him live in the house. So like Lionel's moved out. Um, And yeah, Joyce and David just go to live with her family. In July of 1978, Lionel and Joyce finalize their divorce, and Joyce is awarded custody of David and starts to receive alimony payments. Um, Jeffrey, obviously, like, is doing whatever he wants because he's 18, um, so she doesn't have, like, custody of him because he's 18, really. Right. So when I talked about, like, before, about, like, neglect and stuff and his parents not paying attention to him I feel like that's how they kind of treated him not that they were doting on him ever because yeah the dad basically moves out and then like months later the mom's like okay bye I'm taking your brother see ya like live in the house right and and yeah 
not for any discernible reason, like she was going to a job there or there was more family or anything. She she was going to live with like her family, but it's like, her why family. not? Yeah. Huh. They say like, we'll yeah. get to it later, but like Lionel doesn't even find out until like over a month later that Jeffrey's been living by himself. Yeah, like, that's he didn't even weird. Know. Because a lot of parents and moms and stuff are like, they don't want their babies to go off to college and stuff. And like, I don't, I don't know, Rain moving out at 18, like that'd be four years, five, four years from now. Like, I just can't picture it. She's a baby. It's crazy. Yeah, it does seem crazy from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just three weeks. After Jeffrey's high school graduation, uh, it is June. What that typed is Jew, J U E Jew. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, it's June 18th, 1978, when Jeffrey picks up 18 year old hitchhiker Stephen Mark Hicks, which will be his unfortunately his first victim. And Jeffrey lures him back to, like, Jeffrey's house on the promise of some drinks and, like, listening to music. And Hicks himself was actually headed to a rock concert. I don't know what band. At the Chippewa Lake Park. So he probably Mm -hmm. did want to listen to music and, like, hang out for drinks. Yeah. So. Pre-game it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey later says that he was attracted to Hicks because he had been standing shirtless on the side of the road and that this had awakened sexual feelings. Every time you see a shirtless dude. Right? He loses all control. (laughs) (laughs) So after they spoke for several hours with like drinking, listening to music, Hicks started, was like during this time was talking about girls. So Jeffrey knew that he, if he made any sort of like sexual advances towards Hicks, they wouldn't be welcomed. And after several hours of talking, drinking, listening to music, Hicks decided he wanted to leave, probably to go to the concert. And Jeffrey decided he didn't want him to go. So Jeffrey ends up picking up a 10 pound dumbbell that's like the like single ones um and he ends up hitting hicks twice from behind on the head while he sat in a chair uh steven hicks fell to the ground unconscious and jeffrey then uh strangled hicks to death using the bar of the dumbbell we probably like held the two ends and yeah and yeah. give him down on the floor just the weight of it too would be helping you oh yeah. yeah so he then like stripped all of his clothes off and again weird chest thing going on he was exploring his <laughs> chest with his hands like healing him up i guess yeah i'm oh like dude God. i don't know what his problem He'd really um, like Jamie from Outlander. That actor's got a big old. <laughs> <pecs>. Yeah. 
Oh my god. The first time I said that when you said like fetish, all I could picture was the rock and him doing like the peck. <laughs> yes. Yep. They've done that, yeah. I think, on The Simpsons too with the oh, he's like, yeah, he's a character that's like modeled after like oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's okay. name's like Wolfgang. What? Oh. oh no, not the Duff Man. Um he's yeah. like the big movie star. He's like Rainier Wolf Castle. You know, it's a real manly name. <laughs> and he he can move his pecs and oh they like you, my muscles. <laughs> um yeah, so he is like feeling up his body. I don't know, and then he ends up like masturbating over the body. Nice. It's a fact that I think that's weird that that's the only thing he did. Like at this point, no. like with all the weirdness he's got going on, like, like it's still his first time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, just like, yeah, like sexually, that's the only thing he wanted to do. Just like touch this dude's chest, and then he was gonna jerk off over him. Like that's it. Yeah, it could be that fetish that literally people have where they like it's it has to be somebody has to look unconscious or dead to like actually yeah. get them excited it's very specific it's a very specific um yeah. fetish yeah oh but this is not consensual sorry yeah yeah they had it in um was it uh killing of a sacred deer or whatever the dad had it and like used to give the mom used to like just pretend I think um that she was a dead body and it was weird because he was a doctor and you're like what the oh. fuck yeah I haven't seen that <laughs> it was a weird show right. so weird sounds um, like it yeah so the next day um after killing Hicks he ends up taking Hicks body down to the basement where he ends up dismembering him and buries the remains, like dismembered remains, inside of separate plastic bags, which he buries in a shallow grave in the backyard. Uh, several weeks later, he digs the remains back up and uses a knife to, I think it's called like pare the flesh from the bone, basically just like remove it. He yeah. dissolves the yeah i feel like this is like the weird stuff is at least the next part is like what his dad taught him which he probably deeply regrets um he ends up dissolving like <laughs> hicks flesh in acid and Ooh. then he it said that he later flushed like this fluid of like melted dissolved flesh and acid down the toilet so not great Gross. for the plumbing system yeah no and i'm sure i've literally heard of people trying to do that and it's like that's not going to be effective um, enough you can't completely make it all like, i picture was in breaking Oof. bad that bathtub scene where it like falls through the roof and then he's like why didn't you do it in the plastic bin the chemicals oops <laughs> that's why we needed plastic not um porcelain or fiberglass tub or whatever it was oh. um yeah yeah <laughs> it's a reaction to science 
Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, finally, after like all this happens, I feel like this goes back to the sound thing. I don't know. He ends up like smashing and crushing the bones with a sledgehammer and he scatters yeah. them in the woods behind the house. Uh, I mean, he's it, trying to get rid of all the evidence. He's he's trying. Yeah. <laughs> Give him I that. mean, he does a good job because, like, nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, so six weeks later is when Lionel returns to the family home with his fiance. Um, so oh. very quick turnaround there. I think like less than a year. And yeah, that escalated Jeffrey. quickly. <laughs> yeah, he discovers that Jeffrey at this time is living there alone. So this has been. Probably between two and three months. In August, he has Jeffrey, uh, he convinces him to enroll at Ohio State University and is hoping, or Jeffrey's hoping to major in business. However, he ends up only competing one term uh, due to his like continued alcohol abuse. And he receives failing grades in the classes intro intro to anthropology, classical civilizations, and administrative science. The only course, interestingly enough, that he was good at was riflery, which I looked up oh. and it basically just teaches you how to shoot a gun. Oh no. His I don't know why he are... had to take that to major in business, but cool. <laughs> um, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I need to shoot a gun so I can major in business. That's their home um, ec, their version. <laughs> the oh man, women learn how to sew, men learn how to riflery. God. Uh, <laughs> so I think he, I think he received a B minus in this class, riflery, but he ended up getting a grade point average or a GPA of 0. 0.45. So very low. 0. 0.45. Holy shit. Yeah, like 4.0 is like perfect. He's 0.45. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Yeah. No <laughs> uh, during uh, another unexpected visit Lionel made to the house, he found out, like looking, I guess, through Jeffrey's room, that it was covered in empty liquor bottles. Not great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not a good look. <laughs> no. Uh, Lionel had actually paid in full for Jeffrey's second term at Ohio State in advance, but Jeffrey ended up dropping out of school after three months, so I don't even think he really made it into this term. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That mm -hmm. sucks. His poor dad. He really tried. Yeah. He also, he tries even harder. So in January of 1979, Lionel then encourages Jeffrey to enlist in the U.S. Army. Uh, and he does. He was, yeah, he was trained oh. as a medical specialist at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. Of course, he went into uh, the medical side. <laughs> medical specialist. Uh yeah, he's like, I can dismember a body while it's dead. Uh -huh. <laughs> right up his alley. Uh, yeah. 
Um, on July 13th, 1979, Jeffrey was deployed to Baumholder in West Germany. And he served as a combat medic in the 2nd Battalion, 68th Armored Regiment of the 8th Infantry Division. A whole lot of numbers. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. So he's in West Germany during this time. In published reports from like his time in the army, Jeffrey was described as quote average or slightly above average uh, soldier during his first year. But again, <laughs> his uh, kind of like alcohol abuse comes back around, and just after a few years, his performance starts to deteriorate. And by March of 1981. He was deemed to be unsuitable for military service and was given an honorable discharge. Ooh, that's vague yeah. and <laughs> I wonder what it was exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Everything just said it was an honorable discharge. Hmm. Uh, Can't have been too bad then. No, I think it probably was just the alcoholism really um, was probably quite severe. They like we get a really bad vibe from him. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy ass. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'll um, just as like a side note, uh, German authorities did later investigate possible connections between Dahmer or Jeffrey and murders that did take place in the area during his time in West Germany, but it's not believed that he killed anybody while serving in the armed forces. Uh, not that we know of anyway. Hmm. So on March 24th, 1981, Jeffrey was sent to Fort Jackson in South Carolina for his debriefing uh, from the military and was provided with a plane ticket in which he was told he could travel anywhere in the country. He was okay. pretty cool. Yeah. He yeah. decided he didn't really want to return home and face uh his father's disappointment so he and he also decided he was tired of living in the cold weather uh and yeah. he decided to <laughs> fly to miami beach florida because it's like what's nice. warmer than florida in the u.s like crazy <laughs> uh and he also wanted to like, try wisconsin yeah <laughs> to go like the heart like the furthest from Wisconsin, like he's at least getting out of the Midwest. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's also said that he wanted to try like living up by his own means and like, uh, like supporting himself. Okay. And once in Florida, Jeffrey got a job at some place called uh, or. When I looked it up, it said that it could be a sandwich shop. It's described as a delicatessen. Ooh, a deli. Yum. Yeah, it's like an upscale, like, deli sandwich shop. Uh, mm, sandwich so shop. he was working there. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. It would be bad to have a job there. Sandwiches are my favorite things on earth. Oh, especially when um, it's one of those, like, homemade sandwich shops. I had Fife and Deckel just... sandwich today. <laughs> They're oh, so good. Good. I've never even heard of it. 
oh really people and some people in town talk like that's where you get the sandwich and I was like oh, I love sandwiches so like if ever I hear about a good sandwich place I have to try it yeah just like I mean I know like Subway of course they bake their stuff at home but this is like real bread and then like you know all the real mm-hmm. toppings and so it's just kind of like that mm-hmm. and then they have like they're known for like really good pies too so it's kind of like a nice dinery kind like of diner. Feel. yeah yeah pies and yeah. butter tarts yep <laughs> oh wow this is glitter around probably to take a fit while we're oh was he okay um, <laughs> um yeah so he's working at a delicatessen and oh, he's ham, ham. a yeah fancy <laughs> and he's also at this time renting a room at a nearby motel. He does pretty quickly end up getting evicted for non-payment because he was basically spending his paychecks on alcohol. Ew. I don't know if it's like during this time or after he's fired or after he's like kicked out, he ends up spending his evenings just on the beach all the time. Wait talking out all the shirtless dudes um <laughs> and why would anyone by, love me that's shirtless yeah. i'm just gonna buy Kicking another sand. bottle of vodka mm. yeah <laughs> picking up pebbles chucking them into the water Ugh. um so by september he ends up phoning his dad lionel and asks if he could return to ohio and once he returned, Jeffrey lived with Lionel and his wife and actually ended up asking that he be given chores to occupy his time while he starts looking for work. Oh, wow. I mean, he's not a complete slacker at least, which I'm surely appreciated, but they're also like, dude, you were a serial killer. Uh, I wonder if he's just like, yeah, trying to occupy in his mind and his hands weird so he is still drinking heavily and just two weeks after his return to ohio he was arrested for drunken disorderly conduct and was given a fine of 60 dollars and a suspended 10-day jail sentence so starting to really unravel now (laughs) Uh, Lionel attempts during this time to try and get Jeffrey to wean off of his alcohol consumption. Okay. Get him off the booms. Um, Yeah. In December of 1981, Lionel and now his wife sent Jeffrey to live with his grandmother in West Alice, Alice, Wisconsin. And Jeffrey's Mm grandmother was basically the only member of the family that he ever showed any real affection for or basically liked oh okay yeah i knew they lived together yeah yeah because of this uh his dad really hoped that the grandma's influence would kind of help him smarten up and maybe a change of scene also might help him try and cut back or stop drinking and help him be able to hold down like a consistent job. Yeah. That'd be good. (laughs) Yeah. It seems to work at first. Him and his grandmother live 
together. It's described peacefully. They attended church together. Uh, he worked on like chores while he was looking for a job. And he it, it said that he followed most of her rules. Um, so I assumed he probably she she had probably given him rules about smoking and drinking because that's what they mm -hmm. point out that he followed most of his rules, but he continued to smoke and drink. And uh, I mean, smoke and drink all you want, but if you're causing other people problems and obviously yeah, he's, he's letting it out of affect hand. his life. Yeah. And his work and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, affecting other people at this point. Yeah. In 1982, Jeffrey got a job as a phlebotomist. I don't know. Yeah. Phlebotomist? A phlebotomist? The, yeah, the blood so they people? Do, yeah, they do blood work. Basically, they I draw just blood. heard that word on my way home from the Fife and Deckel and, and getting the gas. And I was oh, listening so to weird. a podcast. And I yeah they were like uh, what he said it right and then he was like whoa i said it right on the first try he was like surprised because it's like not something you say every day it's obviously very easy no, to trip over a weird word. yeah <laughs> that's so weird um, yeah <laughs> it's not something that's come up even one other time in a year of podcast episodes I get this kind of shit all the time or I'll hear about something and I'm like that's weird and then I'll hear it again within a week on a different one and sometimes the episodes are like they didn't even come out in the same week <laughs> that was a cat me? I'm like oh he opened some web page thing oh he's trying to google <laughs> in French how to get help in Microsoft cool thank you how to get help. Help, I need help. He's Googling me outside. He's sending a message. No, I just saw his furry she body. I know. She won't feed me. Help camera. me in Windows 10. Um, <laughs> all right. He also scrolled up. I'm like, wait. Oh, no. Um, That's like when I watched like, the This is um, the wrong page. Wine and crime, Lucy's cat like has the thing about candles and fire. She's always like, Look, he's trying to set him on himself on fire again. And he's like really hairy too. Like he's got that kind of long fur. Like some cat he's a lot dumber than you. So he just likes to drag them across the table and be like, it makes noise. Um all right. <laughs> and try and knock so, over your drinks and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put his paws and everything. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right, cats. so it's 1982. <laughs> Jeffrey is doing like blood work at the Milwaukee Blood Plasma Center. And mm. he ends up holding this job down for about 10 months before being laid off. Uh, I don't know if that was like a group laying off. Um, mm. but... Okay. And it's unfortunate because after this time, he ends up being unemployed for over two years. Oh. Really sucks. And he basically right. lives off of money that he gets from his grandma. Oh. Like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. Although I'm the glad he's not out there taking people's blood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the crazy thing though is like this entire family probably was like no his alcoholism oh it's terrible it's ruining your lives and he's like but wait serial killer like <laughs> it's worse yeah <laughs> it gets it's worse. secretly worse than you could have imagined <laughs> um oh no yeah <laughs> um, intervention won't cure that <laughs> no um it's during this time he starts to like do some weird stuff even though he's not killing people um during this period so after he's laid off he gets arrested um in august of 1982 for indecent exposure uh oh. for ex yeah for basically exposing himself at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Calling uh, Andy pulled like, his dick out. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Andy Dick did that in Alberta. I just heard that on a podcast the other day. Just on stage, just pulled out his peen. What is with some people? No, we did not ask <laughs> for it. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so he does this but he does it like on the south side of the coliseum and it said that there was about 25 mm. people including women and children present um so nice. minors <laughs> and his he was arrested and convicted he was given a fine of 50 dollars plus any court costs um that amount wasn't specified seems way too low wow. for like minors wow. to have been present um, yeah, even if that was 19 yeah. whatever dollars, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, jumping ahead a couple years, in January of 1985, Jeffrey was hired as a mixer. This is your favorite thing that you talked about at the Milwaukee Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. It's just so in incongruous, but how do you say that word? Yeah. It just doesn't. Jeffrey and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah uh, I, I i don't know i love chocolate yeah. i don't love that <laughs> he literally was just hired to mix chocolate overnight um he worked from 7 p.m to 7 a.m six days a week okay and his only time was saturday nights off i knew some overnight bakers because i worked at a bakery at the the grocery store the superstore before i mean that's hard to yeah. get up and work and bake in the middle of the night and if you just hear those two facts that he's like worked at a chocolate factory and he lived with his grandma he would almost sound not like innocent almost mm -hmm. yeah right it's weird and he worked with a delicatessen um those are the things i like remember sometimes i'm like oh okay i didn't really know that much about him yeah. other than that <laughs> um so soon after getting this job um there was an incident that occurred and he was not at work um but i don't know this is i'm sure this stuff all happened all the time i mean you guys don't have the internet but he's basically like <laughs> sitting in a lot in the alice or alice public library mm. and apparently a dude like throws him a note like just chucks him a note that was like hey want a blowjob like oh they're library. old school throwing notes in class isn't that sweet i um, mean it's harder for the gay community in those times to get sometimes their yeah. point across if they don't have i guess a, a 
specific venue for them to go to but like yeah he seems to start to note at your head and like anywhere hey, that's so weird he's i don't he know but my standards he's not attractive at all he's no weird. but maybe i'm just not attractive to people that were or attracted to people with like 80s style anything oh like there's 80s. the big glasses the hair the mustache a personality is a part of it. It all adds to the whole overall package, and the overall package is not good. <laughs> yeah. That's a sassy oh. man. Um, yeah. So it's he doesn't usually have he... the big glasses. I don't think. I don't usually see him with glasses. But other than there's that, like couple pictures, like mugs there... off to him with huge glasses, Coke bottle glasses. Like, Whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, so this yeah. guy throws him the note being like, hey, do you want a blowjob? Uh, even though Jeffrey, <laughs> it said that he didn't respond to the note, nothing happened. Um, this incident, he says, triggered his fantasies of control <laughs> and dominance once. Um, okay. Ooh. So it's living like a monk before this for like how many years? I don't know. He just um, seems so to have no interpersonal skills. He he's like he doesn't connect the people. It's they're more like objects to him. I feel yeah. like or like sex toys or props or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so soon after this, Jeffrey begins to frequent Milwaukee's gay bars, the gay bathhouses, as well as like gay bookstores. Okay. Uh, he ends up stealing a male mannequin from a store that he oh my God. did use for sexual stimulation before I feel bad for his grandma. She found it in his closet and then it said that she made him get rid of it. I wish. Oh my God. If you're going to hang clothes on it, yes. If you're going to do weird things to it, no. <laughs> At least he's not murdering people. I had a torso... <laughs> This is gonna sound bad considering the torso angle. <laughs> it was like a recycled dressmaker's torso. Yeah, or... dressmakers. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could get one of those and just draw like pecs on it, and then like. <laughs> I could just yeah. Then you have something to cuddle it. with. No. <laughs> well, something to hang your I don't know tuxedo on so it doesn't get <laughs> yeah. dirty. I don't know, <laughs> but that's not um, what he's using it for. It's more of a body pillow <laughs> situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So by late 1985, Jeffrey was regularly going to these bathhouses, which he later described as relaxing places. I would assume so. <laughs> so... Uh, by late 1985, Jeffrey was regularly going to these bathhouses, which he described as relaxing places. However, I mean, during sure. yeah, <laughs> um, it said like during his sexual encounters he would have there, he was frustrated that his partners kept moving. And okay, maybe yeah. <laughs> we're back on to like this. this just tell them what you want i like a maybe get into just yeah. lay there <laughs> maybe get into bondage i don't know you can tie somebody up and they can't move but they're fucking not stabbing them to death yeah how are they supposed to know that yeah 
that's not normal man I'm sorry yeah um so starting in June of 1986 he started giving alcohol that was he was lacing with sleeping pills to like his partners and he would wait for them to fall asleep and then he would perform these sexual acts on them while they were unconscious um my assumption is these are either happening at the bathhouses or he's picking the people up there and they're going somewhere else yeah Um, He's not averse to bringing them home to grandma's yeah. basement. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally read a little bit of that and I was like, no. Um, <laughs> what was that? There's before a I lot going on here. Spoilers. Yeah. Like we're um, this, I don't know how much it may end up being a two-parter if it <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's I don't been have good. too much more. It's I only have a good. few no. paragraphs. No, it's not um, like you want to cut any of that out. Like it's all relevant yeah. to his fucking fucked upness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have a quote. This is from like later on. He said, quote, I trained myself to view people as objects of pleasure instead of as people. So you kind of alluded to that earlier. He trained like, himself to. I feel like he always did. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't seem like it was that hard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it said that Jeffrey got a supply of sleeping pills because he was going around telling doctors that he was working the nights at the chocolate factory and he needed the pills to help him adjust to working these night shifts. He needs I lots mean, of pills, he says. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. And oh after a total of about 12 of these incidents at bathhouses, he's basically, well, he's not basically, he's raping, like, these people. They're not consenting mm-hmm. to being drugged and then, like, assaulted while they're unconscious. If they because, even realize, yeah, it ever happened. I mean, they Yeah, depending probably, on what he's doing. Like, well, yeah, and it could be hard to know. You'd be like, well, if we were drinking and stuff do I just not remember because I drank too much and then I said yes you would be doubting yourself that's very true yeah Ugh, uh, yucky yeah so after about 12 of these incidents is at least his Ugh. membership to these I think it's multiple like of the bathhouses it said there was like an administration and they revoked his membership so he wasn't allowed to go anymore and um, he wow. basically just relocates to using a hotel instead. I mean, yeah, and, he's just going to find like a less classy establishment. Yeah. So after hmm. his bathhouse membership was revoked, he read in a newspaper about an upcoming funeral for an 18-year-old male or boy. Uh, he made a plan to steal this boy's body from the ground and to take it home. um yeah it was like weird uh he did end up like going to the grave like after the funeral took place and he did attempt to dig up the coffin from the ground um but he figured out that the ground was like just too too hard um for (sighs) him to dig through so he basically gave up oh my god yeah because he was like okay maybe i'll go this route then because there's i think there's other i can't remember the name of who i'm thinking of right now but other killers who didn't kill other victims but played with other ones they dug up yeah yeah i've heard those before 
it just yeah. it seems weird to me that he like already murdered somebody so that he mm. could use their body and now he's like doing these other stuff like normally yeah. when they like be like doing he's... this stuff and then like go into the murders like he's doing yes. this for nine years like it's it, yeah Almost it's kind of weird forgot because it seems like he's yeah. regressed back to like yeah he's regressed dabbling in other stuff yeah it's weird uh so september 8th 1986 jeffrey was arrested on charges of lewd and lascivious behavior Ooh, lascivious lascivious that's like <laughs> like i don't I even know what that means um i do know it sexual <laughs> well um Lube, he was yeah. charged yeah he was <laughs> yeah. charged for or arrested for behavior uh lewd and sexual behavior Ooh. including masturbating in the presence oh. of two 12 year old boys while he stood close <sighs> to the knick 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 there's a whole oh, lot of ends and a whole lot of know. i's and ck's um it's like mississippi but with ends and K's. yeah um it looks like this it, oh it's knick yeah it's the same word twice nice. k-i-n-n-i-c and then k-i-n-n-i-c Kinnick-nick. that's fun to say okay <laughs> uh the knick river he later claimed that he was merely urinating and oh my that he God. had been yeah while staring at the two I, boys this is how i urinate <laughs> Oh, terrible. Uh, He says he was unaware that the boys were there, but he did later admit um, to the offense. Uh, My last little thing is just that he was charged, uh, or sorry, his charges were changed later to disorderly conduct, and he was sentenced to one year probation and was also required to do counseling. Uh, he was sentenced uh, on, I think, March 10th, 1987. He, unfortunately, uh, was never charged with any of the rapes or assaults that occurred at any of the bathhouses. Not, he, okay, none of those ones. I was going to say, he hasn't yeah. yet been charged for assaults. But the yeah, story's not 12, over. <laughs> at least, that happened in this nine-year period. He wasn't charged oh, with God. any of them. Yeah, and that's, that's the lot. end of mine. Yeah. I didn't know about that stuff. Like, yeah, it seems like a lot of build up. Like, yeah, except it was after, like, there was the first kill. Yeah, it was like he was like, ah, I don't know. I want to make myself better. It's really, yeah, it's so weird. You're right. He did kind of like progress. Like, he went from like zero to 60, and then, like, I'm going to go to 20 now. Like, but he it's didn't like, get oh. caught, so he figured maybe he yeah. could kind of relax and like work on it and really yeah. figure his shit out. Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. This is why you can't do these ones in half an hour. <laughs> no, we'll see There's... if we can do it in like three hours. <laughs> Jesus. Well, <sighs> we've done two parters before. They're yeah, been, and maybe all right. a two parter. They've been I. That's like a suspenseful yeah. place if we leave it here. <gasps> true. <laughs> Although. That's very true. And it buys um, us time. 
<laughs> Never. Like insert but insert mischievous like hands going at Paisa's time. Excellent. Mr. Burns says that while steepling his hands. Mm-hmm. Um but I have a little note to myself because I did need to still tell you something that I heard about someone that I'm 99% sure you covered them, but I definitely recognized their picture when I came across this okay. news piece. The name is like Pedro Filho. And this would have been a guy from our Dexter episode. Yeah, I was just, th- oh my God, I was thinking about him earlier because so Mer- I was doing your cash office thing <laughs> and in my head I went, ah. Oh. And then I was thinking about like Jeffrey Dahmer and then I was like, oh yeah, what, what was it that Ed Kemper said that like when they asked him how he deserved to die and Ed Kemper was like torture or something, he wanted to be tortured to death. And then I was like, ooh, I wonder like if, cause I'm like, I don't know, that's kind of cool. Like at least he's not like being like, I didn't do it kind of shit. He's like, right. no, I'm a bad person. Like I deserve it. Right. So then I was thinking about like, what Jeffrey Dahmer would have been like and all this stuff and like he would like and then I was just like thinking about um like I am normally a pretty liberal person but I agree with the death penalty in like very very specific situations um like people being like legit serial killers and like shit like that like and then I can see that yeah I know what you mean yeah if you're able and to then like, in, like prove their yeah really like bad. beyond a reasonable doubt like yeah. you caught them mid-stab like yeah um, definitely definitely yeah um <laughs> and then it like rounded about to oh there really should be more serial killers that kill serial killers and then I was thinking about oh, Dexter and then I had forgot yeah. that I had covered the guy that was like Dexter and then I was like oh shit there are they're in prison and then I was like, thinking like, about him, I was like oh yeah he's awesome so and I was literally doing that at like <laughs> 9 a.m awesome. this morning so Just for you to work. bring him up yeah I zone out in the cash office I'm like counting all her kills <laughs> supposed to be paying attention to the money and I'm like uh, uh, torture repetitive task yeah. yeah totally no that's what you do yeah. no I came across something that's so funny though um yeah scrolling away and like yeah he killed other serial killers right yeah I remember doing the like Instagram post and so I definitely remember his picture but I was like I know I think Kelsey covered it so I was like I don't remember like all the details because it was a while ago but the thing said that he's like out now even though he killed like 40 what was it 40 people or 70 people it was a lot of fucking people yeah he killed a (laughs) A lot of killers yeah he killed like killers uh people in gangs people i think i read it wrong first and i was like oh he killed 40 people and then it was like 70 it was like a lot and i was like holy shit yeah he killed a lot of people yeah Yeah, gang members but i just remember he killed a security guard that accused his dad of stealing but then he later killed his dad because his dad was abusive and he's like i killed a guy for you but now i'm gonna kill you because fuck you oh <laughs> it was my so God. weird this is yeah. the problem with the vigilanteism you can't just make make your yeah. own laws and degrees of everything gets death um <laughs> yeah but apparently i guess he's like out and like already making youtube videos which i haven't had time he to is again in. 
Oh my God. Well, because he had a YouTube channel and he was making YouTube videos and then I couldn't find his oh. YouTube channel. And I thought it was because he was back in prison. They probably took it down because um, he had it before. Okay. Yeah. I, think with, I think that's what I was reading was new, but now I'm starting to just second guess myself. But he had one before going into prison for sure. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah because I tried looking it up because people were like talking about the videos and stuff and then I never even hmm. figured out what the YouTube no article I found even said what his YouTube channel's name was um, I think this one said he was out and commenting on other true crime cases and I was like what yeah. I will have to look and see if that's true and I just have not had that might to... be an old oh article because I remember looking oh, okay. at those when I covered him. Damn, yeah, he was like, to be like on the he was talking about like cases. On... Yeah, I think I was on Reddit. If I'm gonna mm-hmm. try and place where it was, but yeah, okay, I'll I'll dive more into it. I did Google a few things and saw that he had a channel up, but I didn't look at the dates. Oh, okay. Hmm interesting but I thought it said it was out like 2022 or something because it seemed like it was recent damn it okay I'll have to research my little facts better next time I think it was getting out fairly recently (laughs) okay yeah okay I was so busy doing these notes that yeah well anyway guys this is either we're gonna take a break and then do the rest because yeah. I have my part to do but yeah um we'll we'll break it here and, and see how it goes and yeah we <sighs> may split up the episode we'll decide when we see the total length well um, nobody seemed to have a problem with this week's episode being like three hours it's got downloaded a, a normal amount of time yeah. so far kind of yeah but anyway you guys let us disgruntled, know <laughs> disgruntled cat Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> or we'll see you in a week. Am I making <laughs> I'm making fun of him and he looks sad. Well, you guessed it. We cut the recording in half. It was too long. We wanted to do it justice. And this will be the end for this week. So catch us next week for part two. Jeffrey Dahmer. The life and crimes. I don't know, Um, (laughs) but we'll catch you next week. Thanks uh, for listening. Bye-bye. has been castles and cryptids you can listen to our podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast anchor breaker pocket cast and our youtube channel please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen follow us on instagram facebook and reddit on our website you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesencryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? 
send us your listener story by social media or by email. Please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Fair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening!